Hey guys, this is the Handlebar Podcast. We are so excited to be here with you, but before we jump into this season, we wanted to tell you that we now have an official way you can submit and ask questions. If you go to www.thehandlebarpodcast.com, that's right, on our website, you can submit questions for future seasons, future episodes. We'd love to hear from you. But for now, we are so excited to jump in. This is season three. Welcome back. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the Handlebar Podcast. We are fixing to dive into another question. Thank you for submitting such good questions. Haven't these questions been so good? Yes. We're like so thankful. It's really fun sifting through all of them too. And so just know we read your DMs. We see your questions. It's been fun because I feel like it it like gets people that we know are listening and are like involved right and interacting and that and one person that who asked roughly? the question yeah oh the letter yes we all got a letter from this is so sweet someone what is this can we give him a shout out he he signed the letter i don't have mine in front of me that's why i don't remember the name but he was from up north here in the states here oh you're it's the handwriting what oh. a cute card it was it a super so cute, cute. card. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I can't read the name, but I, th- I believe his name is David. Yeah, it looks like um, David. It's in cursive. It's really encouraging. Thank you, it's David. A nati- it's a nativity Christmas it's card. Really cute. Anyways, this this, this was so wonderful guy mm-hmm. sent all of us a card, and he thanked us for the podcast. And honestly, it is one of the most encouraging things. And mm. man, if you're listening, David, I'm reading David in cursive. Uh, thank you for sending this. Yes, thank yes. you. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Just touches our hearts. We it love really you guys. Does. Yeah. Yeah. So, who's going to draw the question? I'll do it. I'll draw. Okay, Aaron. I have not drawn a question. Drum roll. Maybe I have. Oh, you season. haven't. I don't, I don't remember. No, I don't think you have. All right. This has got to be a good one. Here we go. Oh, man. Uh-oh. What is the fear of the Lord? Oof. And is it a good thing? What is the fear of the Lord? Mm. Well, we're just going to go straight and to the And is it a good thing? <laughs> That's all we got. Straight to Proverbs. All right. <laughs> 15 minute timer. A one way ticket to Proverbs. Starts now. Go. Clock is ticking. Rafi, what is the fear of the Lord? Oh my gosh. I feel like Rosie would say like, "Oh, scary." Yeah, scary. <laughs> I scared. Hey. I scared. Honestly. Oh yeah. no, she did. She did tell us she saw angels. She did. And say the she way saw she told us was, "I see angels. I scared." I scared. <laughs> oh. She said that at church upper room. Mama sing. Yeah, when Mama sing, I see angels. I scared. I mean, there's something to be said about the fear of the Lord, like that. Something about. God and spiritual beings and angels and things like that. Like the first thing they always have to say to people do not is be do not afraid. be afraid. Yeah. And there's like I think the That's fear true. of the Lord is a lot of things, but I think one of one of the things is we are in relationship with the creator of the universe who's literally holding our bodies together right now. Mm-hmm. And there's this familiarity that I can have with him as my Abba and my, but there's also this awareness that I get to live with that this guy who is my father is also all powerful. Yeah. What you're saying, Mm -hmm. bro, familiar, familiarity (laughs) will snatch you from having a fear of the Lord. And when you're familiar with God, that is dangerous waters. 
and I think of David. What you just said made me think of David. For the most part, we love King David other than the Bathsheba scandal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, like, and he took a David. census too, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll talk about that later. Man. Yeah, he killed you. Yeah. But it was Bathsheba, man. Uh, it was, but the point it is, is you see, you see a little, a little nugget there in the introduction to that story. It says, "At a time when kings go to war, yeah, David has this scandal with Bathsheba. Why was David not at war? Because if you think about it, every other story of David, for the most part." I mean, he's he's what we strive to be in the faith. Like, man, when you someone gives you a word, I just feel like you're like David. Oh, here come the tears. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We love being like David. We love the heart of David. He was a man after God's own heart. He was a man who fulfilled the calling on his life and his generation. Like he restored, if you know anything about the tabernacle of David, he was the one who established Davidic worship day and night before the Lord. And uh, we love David. And, and he had such a fear of the Lord. He had such a reverence. He walked in such a holy awe to who God was, except for at the time when kings go to war, David wasn't there. Why? Wow. He had grown familiar and comfortable in the palace and in the place he was. And what happens? He falls. He has a scandal. Mm-hmm. He has a moral failure. He has this moment where because of familiarity, he loses his fear of the Lord and he falls into something that, Man, believers today, too many leaders fall into what David fell into. And and I believe it's because when you grow familiar with God, you you start to grow out of your fear of the Lord. Yeah. And man, the fear of the Lord is such a unique phrase that is biblical, but it can be a head scratcher. And, and I think it's one of the most needed things in the church today, especially mm. in America, man. We need a fear of the Lord. But what mm. is the fear of the Lord? I mean, that's what this question is. And um, I, I think defining the fear of the Lord um, is really helpful because is it being scared of God? Is it, oh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm terrified of God or he's got his finger pointed at me. He might smite me. Uh, what I heard someone say, a mentor of mine said this to me. He said, uh, the fear of the Lord is loving what God loves and hating what he hates. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love mm-hmm. that definition of the fear of the Lord um, because it reminds me, oh, yeah, I, I love what God loves or I want to. Mm-hmm. Lord, would you produce that in me to love what you love? And God, would you produce in me to hate what you hate? You hate sin. Lord, I want to hate sin. I want to hate wickedness. I want to hate gossip. I want to... You know, it, it can be strong language. What God hates things? Yes, that that's actually a scripture. I have it written down here. Um, that it says, uh, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. It's Proverbs mm. eight thirteen. You guys are joking about turning to Proverbs. Wow. Proverbs eight thirteen to the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. And when I think of the fear of the Lord, I like to think of the fear of man. If I were to ask, what is the fear of man? You would probably say something along the lines of, well, it's being aware that people are watching me, people's eyes on me. And Ooh. so I don't do something because I don't want to embarrass myself or I don't want to make a fool of myself or I don't want to look dumb. So then you have a fear of man. Mm-hmm. You don't do something you probably would have done because of what people are thinking wow. and the awareness you have that people, you think people have of you. Mm. And and if you flip that to the fear of the Lord, it helps you understand it, at least me. Yeah. But the fear no. of the Lord is knowing his eyes are on you wow. mm-hmm. and he He has your awareness and you're aware of his awareness on you. And so it affects your decisions. It affects your conversations. It affects mm-hmm. the way you scroll. It affects everything. Why? Because why? I, I, I am aware that his eyes are on me. Mm. And so I wanted to say that for this conversation of the fear of the Lord, if someone's asking, what is the fear of the Lord? It's an, it's an awareness of his eyes. 
It's awareness that his eyes mm, are on that's you. So good. It's holy reverence to who he is when no one's watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like what Psalm 111 says. It's Psalm 111.10. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding, and to him belongs eternal praise. And so right there, it tells you it's the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I think wisdom is something that in the days that we're living in, we need, you know, and I hear people say all the time, like, what is wisdom? How do I get wisdom? And it's like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I think to fear God means to revere him, to honor mm-hmm. him, like wow. to not make light of him, to not become familiar with him, but to honor him, to have reverence in his presence. And I mean, <laughs> As, as kids, we were all told, like, you know, be quiet in church, don't munch on your snacks so loud, whatever. And it's like part of that is honoring the Lord, honoring his presence, having reverence in his presence. Mm. Um, and it's threaded throughout all the scriptures where it says, let all the earth fear the Lord. That's Psalm 33, 8. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. And so it's it's just threaded all throughout scripture and it's something that's really important. But like Aaron said, it, it can be a complex subject. So I love that we're talking about it yeah. and kind of simplifying mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Hila, mm-hmm. so you got something, huh? No? Not yet. Okay. I mean, I'll, I, mean I can jump into something. Yeah, jump in. Jump in. Um, I, I have called this year of my life the fear of the Lord year. Oh, wow. And not because... 2023 or 2022? Well, it's more so like a school year. Okay. Because I moved into an apartment and the apartment number was 2514. And Psalms 2514 says the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him. Oh, wow. wow. And so I, I think it began like a journey of me diving into this topic a little bit more. And what I realized is, y'all, first of all, y'all need to read this book. This Bible right here, y'all need to read it. Whatever version you have, get in here and read it. Whatever version. One of the things that you will discover is that this Bible makes the fear of the Lord sound like literally the greatest thing ever. Yes, it's a gift. Like Sarah Beth talked about it's the beginning of wisdom. You talked about it's hating evil. This, I talked about. It's friendship with God. Wow. Yes. Another one says it's Proverbs 14, 27. It's the fountain of life, yo. turning a person from the snares of mm. death. I mean, Ooh. like, y'all want this? There's another <laughs> one. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, fear the Lord, all you saints. For those who fear him have no lack. Let's go. Young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord have no, lack no good things. Some of y'all are young lions. Mm. <laughs> need to go and ask like you're like seriously yeah you, like the fear of the lord will change the way that you listen think. do a word study lion. like yes. find every scripture that talks about the seriously there's the so many promises associated yeah. with it and it and it caused me to be like well what is this and psalm 34 has been a well for me with this because just prior to um this kind of whole thing about the fear of the lord it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears, mm. from wow. all of my fears. So to me, there's a difference between fears and the fear of the Lord, yes. which that's a number one thing. It's not the fear of the Lord is not scary. It's not the same thing, because right after he delivers you from your fear, the first thing that that the psalm begins to talk about is all the things that are available and an inheritance for those who fear him. Wow. Mm. The, uh, the second thing that this psalm talks about is 
that helped me reframe this was it says, come, oh children, listen to me and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Wow. And that, I think it's so interesting that you guys talked about Rosie because I think when, when I grew up in church, the fear of the Lord was like, oh, no, you, you, they need to get a little bit of fear of the Lord in them. You know, like there's this intensity and this yeah. like, it's like kind of like this sharp edge that maybe somebody brings out to try to intimidate you about God. Mm. But this Psalm talks about children being able to learn about wow. it. Wow. So it's something else. And, and one thing that I think connects with what Aaron was saying is in this passage, in that part about the young lions, um, it says, for those who fear him have no lack. Mm -hmm. Young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And so to me, there's a connection with seeking him or seeing him for who he is and as he is that will produce the fear of the Lord in you. And mm -hmm. all of, there's so much inheritance for someone who lives like Aaron's talking about, aware yes. that his eyes are on you, aware that everything matters. Things begin to matter more when you become aware mm -hmm. that God is, you're walking before him. Yes. Every moment of each day, we're walking before him. And it does, it, it, that can even become intimidating. Like I have this taskmaster that's always watching me. And God is not a bad manager. God is a good, a, a good father. And, and like, there's this concept in management. I'll go there for a second. Uh, a manager that's constantly watching and constantly saying like, oh, you're doing that wrong. You're doing that wrong. You're, they'll have the worst performing team right. every single time. A micromanager will have the worst performing team every single time. But they found that a leader that's more hands off and constantly asks what they can do to serve you and help you along the way, they'll have the highest performing team. I would say that God designed us to function that way. And that when his eyes are on you, it doesn't mean like a micromanager. When his eyes are on you, it's like a dad in the stands cheering you on. Mm -hmm. yes. And he'll come alongside you and he'll pick you up when you fall. Like it's a it's an exciting thing. Mm -hmm. But having those eyes on you, it it changes the way mm -hmm. that you walk. Bro, what you're saying, wow. so when I was in high school, um, Elissa and I both we played we played high school for or we played <laughs> basketball. <laughs> For our high school. I did school. play high school. <laughs> I didn't kidding. play high school. God, <laughs> we played basketball in high school. And I Ooh. think dad did this for you, Elissa, but I know he did it for me. Ooh. Is he would sit in the stands and he would take my stats. Did he do this for you? And so after the games, wow. he would give me my stat sheet and it had on there like good stats, like how many points I had. Uh, how many stills, but he would have on there how many turnovers I had, mm. how many times I uh, didn't hustle. He he would like he would take stats and he would help me. He he really helped me with my game in basketball. But the point I, I'm trying to make is I knew uh, almost every game. I can't really think of a game that my dad wasn't there, but I knew my dad is going to be in the stands and his eyes are on me. And mm. I knew at the end of the game he's going to tell me my stats and. I think of the fear of the Lord. I think of that story. Why? Because the Lord's eyes are on his sons, his daughters. Mm. I mean, scripture talks about his eyes are looking to and fro on the earth. The Psalms talks about how he will lead you with his eyes. Like his eyes are on his sons and daughters. And there will come a day when you have a fear of the Lord. Uh, John Bevere writes in his book, one of the one of the dynamics of the fear of the Lord is knowing God is a judge. Mm. And, and that 
like he's going to judge sin. That's one of the things that he'll judge. And at the, at the end of our life, we're going to stand before the Lord. And like my dad, who would hand me my stat sheet at the end of a basketball game, he's going to show us the stat sheets of our life. And his, he just sees, it says that even when you give a cup of water to a little, little one, your father in heaven sees it. Yes. And so even these little things that we think, oh, I rolled down the window and gave a quarter to that homeless person and I went about my date. Well, that was recorded in heaven. Why? Because his eyes are on you. His eyes see. And I just, I I love what we're talking about. And and I'll say this and then we can hear from Alyssa if she has something. Um, But everywhere in scripture that it talks about fear, uh, there's two different, uh, Hebrew words for fear. And I'm not a Greek scholar, but I got Google. So um, I was looking this up with fear of the Lord. But anytime, it, there's two different types of fear. The first one is yar or yari. It's it's spelled Y-A-R-E, but it means morally reverent. And mm. anytime mm. it talks about the fear of the Lord, that's the word that's used there for mm. fear. It's morally reverent. Uh, but the mm. other word for fear, it would talk about um, it's a different type of fear. It talks, the word that there is phobos, and it's where we get the, the English word phobia. Um, but it means to be alarmed, frightened, or in terror. And the, the version that's used there for fear of the Lord is the one that means morally reverent. So it's not being alarmed at God. It's not being frightened of God. It's not having a fright of God. Mm-hmm. It's having reverence to God, mm-hmm. to, towards his name, towards who he is, his nature, his character. Um. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> I think we need a little post game for Elissa. A little post oh, game. A little post I post. mean, what you guys time, are sharing, it's like you're literally sharing everything we love I agree you. That's with. Why oh, yeah. No, it's not that I wasn't going to share, but I I mean, I like to think of the fear of, of the Lord like this, where like if you have a significant other or you're married, um, you you live your life and what you're doing with that person in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know that you affect somebody and mm-hmm. they affect you. And in order to like um, have healthy connection, you live with that person in mind. But also you live with them in your mind just because you love them or, mm-hmm. you know. But it, it makes me think of like, God is not, like, knowing that I have his eyes is, I love that you said this, Rafi. I'm literally just going to repeat everything you guys just said because <laughs> it was so good. But, um, and it, I mean, it's what I was going to say. It's all over the Bible. But it, he's not looking down, you know, marking your your yes and no's and your right and wrongs. Like, he's literally watching, I believe, with, like, the eyes of Psalm 139. Mm. You know, when I sit down, you know, when I stand up, you knit me together in my mm. mother's womb. Um, before I have a thought on my tongue, you know, you it. know it already. And I, I think there's like a, there's such a, a loving, like closeness and nearness with his eyes on me. And, and um, I don't know. I just, I think that, that that perspective is really helpful because we naturally live because of the fall of man we live under condemnation so the fear of the lord is a heavy-handed perspective mm. and i think just realizing that like it's it's not a heavy thing to know that his 
eyes are on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's beautiful is like conviction, like isn't heavy. Conviction is his kindness. It says his kindness leads us to repentance. And it's that like, oh, did I do something that affected you? Let me be quick to repent because I want to, I wouldn't want to do anything that makes my heart cold toward you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because his heart is never cold toward us. You know, I mean, he's always willing, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you guys literally like, you said everything I was yeah. going to say. So, <laughs> and I just love listening to your perspective. But yeah. Let's jump into handlebars for the fear of the Lord. Um, it's kind of a hard one to have a handlebar for mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit, you know. Yeah, uh, my handlebar um, is this. It's ask for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's something that, it's a prayer I, I've prayed a lot, and it's a prayer that I hope to pray a lot. Um, and it's, it's as simple as this. Lord, would you give me the fear of the Lord? Mm-hmm. God, would you give me a fear of the Lord? Holy Spirit, teach me the fear of the Lord. Yes. Um, I think oftentimes it's something I can't fully wrap my mind around, mm-hmm. you know? Um, even we're reading scriptures, and but there, it's like there's something on the inside that leaps. Mm-hmm. It's like there's something on the inside that goes, oh, the fear yes. of the Lord. But really with my mind, if I think about it too long, it is a head scratcher. It can be, you know, it, just an interesting topic. And so because of that, I've asked, um, Holy Spirit, would you teach me the fear of the Lord? And I'll say this last thing and then and then I'll kick it to you guys. But I have a friend, um, a really good friend who when she talks about the fear of the Lord, she brings up Proverbs 18. And in Proverbs 18, it says the fear of the Lord is clean. Um, Psalms 19. So Proverbs, Proverbs 18. 18 also? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says the fear of the Lord is clean. And, and I'll never forget, she was talking about the fear of the Lord and she was talking about cleaning and if you know me, if you're a friend of mine, I get teased a lot um, because they'll say, you're always cleaning, you're always vacuuming, you're always whatever. And that's kind of the point of cleaning. Yeah, when Rosie hears the vacuum noise, she goes, oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. <laughs> Even if it's not him vacuuming. <laughs> but uh, I like a clean house. I like a clean kitchen. And so, um, but the thing about having a clean kitchen is it requires regular cleaning. You yes. just don't do the dishes once and then you're done. But you have to mm. keep coming back and keep doing the dishes. Otherwise, you know, you may do the dishes today, but in two weeks, your sink is full of dishes. And when I think about the fear of the Lord being clean, I think about clean things have to regularly be cleaned. And 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 I think about that for my life. And I regularly like to ask God, God, what in my life do you want to clean? What in my mm. life do you want to purify? What in my life... Uh, has been off limits to you that I didn't realize that you're asking me to give you, would you clean me? The fear of the Lord is clean. So Lord, I want to go through another cleaning. I want to go through another purifying. Mm. I want to go through, which is a hard prayer to pray when you go through those things because those things can, it's just hard, it's just seasons of purifying and walking through, you know, uh, giving God things can sometimes be challenging, but it is so, so worth it on the other side. And that's my handlebar. Ask for the fear of the Lord um, in prayer. Um, my handlebar would be get around someone, probably like a mentor, a mother or a father who you have seen, like walk in the fear of the Lord, walk in reverence toward him, um, and sit with them and ask them about it. And it's in Hebrews. I think, uh, I don't know exactly what it says, but paraphrasing, it's like, become like your elders, you know, like seek to live in the way that they live. And, um, so I would say get around somebody who, who walks in that way and, and sit with them and listen. 
of the yeah i think i i literally said the same thing aaron said his scripture says to ask for the fear yeah. of the lord so um yeah i i think with that is realizing too like god is mysterious there's something beautiful about keeping like mystery with him and so like I, this is something that I continually have to do is I'm asking for the fear of the Lord, but I, I'm not really sure what that means mm-hmm. and being okay with knowing that. I don't know what it means, but I live by faith. And you'll lead me in it. And you'll lead me yes, in it, yeah. you know. And the the more that, I mean, it, it's literally like for me, the fear of the Lord is just living in more awareness of him. Um, You know, so in a sense he makes me more aware of him in moments of temptation in moments of anger or frustration. It's like, I'm, it's like all of a sudden I'm aware of like, Oh, what am I feeling? Or I, I'm like, Oh, I could go do this other thing or, Oh, like that's where that emotion's coming from. And I, I believe it's because I asked for the fear of the Lord where in any moment he sees me, and when I don't know what to do because he's kind and his eyes are on me, he will help me be more aware of him in yes. a moment. Um, so that's my handlebar. So good. Aaron, I think that's same thing. I would, I would tag on to that. Um, saying that this thing in Psalms 34 says, come, O children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. So I would say ask. Ask the Holy Spirit to to teach you. Um, But I I will also say from this, it's okay to come like a child. Mm -hmm. It's okay to not understand what you're asking for. Like if all of what we're saying is going completely over your head, it's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's there's faith in just you asking. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And God will respond to you. Yeah. And I would say also, find passages in scripture that talk about the fear of the Lord and build an expectation for yourself. Yes. Begin to, to think of the fear of the Lord, not as maybe what you heard growing up or maybe what you heard from people around you, but think of it like how the Bible talks about it. Yeah. Um, and I, I also was thinking about a verse that says the fear of the Lord is clean in Psalms 19. Yeah. And I also wanted to say, if if you felt like confused, I just started to think about how right now, I would say we're more inundated with different ideas, even about God. Like, I don't have TikTok, but I saw like some stuff on TikTok, like people preaching, and it was just so like off. Wow. Like yeah. coming from a strange place. There's just so many ideas about God floating around. And I just felt in this moment that the fear of the Lord is clean. Mm-hmm. It doesn't breed confusion. Yes. Yes. There's something that happens when you come up under the fear of the Lord and begin to be aware of him. Things will become simple for you. Mm-hmm. Things that were once, oh, should I do this? What can I do? What can I do? They become simple. Um, living before his eyes. Yeah. I want to read one last verse as we end this episode. And it's because every verse we've quoted or read has been Old Testament. And I want to end by reading one in the New Testament. And it's Acts 9, verse 31. It says, So the church throughout Judea, 
Galilee and Samaria enjoyed peace as it was being built up. And as it continued in the fear of the Lord mm. and comfort of the Holy Spirit, it increased daily. And again, that's why going back to when I said, I think that's one of the biggest things the church in this hour needs is the fear of the Lord. As you see in Acts 9, because of the fear of the Lord and comfort of the Holy Spirit, the church increased daily. And the reason I felt like it was important to read that is that the fear of the Lord is not just an Old Testament reality. It's not just something you see in the old, but you don't see in the life of Jesus. And uh, yeah, we love you. Ask for it. Do a word search. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Read the book Fear the Lord by John Bevere. Yes. Yes. Such a good Thank book. Thank you, John Bevere. John Bevere, <laughs> Fear the Lord. I know Elissa, Sarah Beth, and I went through it together mm-hmm. uh, one one time. It was years ago, but... We like to give you guys books that have helped us with topics, and that is a book that has deeply helped us, yeah. uh, shaped our theology, and given mm-hmm. us faith for approaching the fear of the Lord. Uh, it's called Fear of the Lord by John Bevere. Um, so we love you. We're out. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If this has been encouraging to you or if it's built your faith, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you have a question you would like to submit for future seasons, you can do that at our website, www.thehandlebarpodcast.com. We would love to see your questions. Also, if you would like to support the podcast, if you'd like to support future seasons, you can do that on our website. We're so glad you're a listener that you've listened to this episode. We love you. Like, subscribe, share. We'll see you next time.